Let's continue this trend that we're hearing throughout SEC Media Days. A lot of media members pretty high on the Auburn Tigers, including Auburn's own Takeo Spikes. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day live from the College Football Hall of Fame here on Radio Row at SEC Media Days. Today's show, we will hear from Saturday Down South's Chris Marler, get his thoughts on the Auburn Tigers and the SEC as a whole. But first things first, We've got to jump into a conversation with Takeo Spikes. And joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Auburn legend and new uh, SEC network analyst, Takeo Spikes. Congrats on the new gig, man. I appreciate it. Really do. Really do. It's, it's, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. You know, like every – listen, I wake up. This is what I do. Right. I felt like I was born to be a football player and to be able to bring people together and be – engaging as well so that's what i plan on doing and that's what i'm gonna call it like i see it have bold predictions and let it work yourself out i love that you, you like football just a little bit huh just a little bit a <laughs> little bit love so, it so uh wh where are you with this auburn team right i mean there's opinions all over the place and yeah and talking to some of your colleagues now they're actually higher on auburn than a lot of other media outlets are wh where are you with this team uh this year is a new year and yeah. I think what's important to realize is uh, now it's time to really see Coach Harson uh, put his hands over the team and, and let it go. And I do think it's been a lot of, you know, interference mm. from a lot of people there. And um, it's disappointing to see so many players have left the program. Right. You see so many players are disgruntled. And you see both coordinators are gone. But the reality of it is, you know, Coach Harson is the coach. And I think in order for Auburn to see any success, I think we as Auburn people, we have to get behind him, yeah. give him a true chance, and, and, and just see what shakes out. What does that say to Keo about the guys that did stay and the coaching staff that still is there? Uh, I think they see something bigger. Right. I think they believe in the vision of what Coach Harson is, is, is preaching. And so, um, you know, for me, that's the reason why out of all of the football seasons that I've been associated with, especially college, yeah. and having a vested interest about Auburn, this one means the most. Just because that was my main thing that I came in, which is a great question. What do I really think about the guys who stayed? Mm -hmm. I want to see the performance. I want to see can we continue to get back on track and be that dominant team that we once were and come in and not only just not just shake up the, the SEC West, but really contend and be in a position to where we can play for an SEC championship. Right. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the key guys on this roster, I mean, Auburn got, and Brian Harson specifically, kind of got hit unfairly with, you know, Auburn only getting one guy drafted in the NFL draft earlier this year. But so many guys came back because of what Harson's doing. John Samuel Shanker is probably a guy that would have heard his name called. Derek Hall, who we're here, we'll hear from both those guys later this week. I mean, Colby Wooden. I mean, there's several guys on this roster where it's like, man, they didn't have to stay. 
No. But, but here they are. Yeah. And I, like you said, I think it speaks volumes. But this is the thing. Auburn is a special place. Yeah. It's a very special place. And I know, and I'm speaking off of not because uh, like I'm, I am vested in it, but yeah. I just know what I know and I know what I feel. It's one of the places to where when you get the right people together and you, and you, you jail everything together, it's amazing what comes out of there. Possibly an undefeated season and all of that. Do I foresee the guys having that this year? No, I do not. But for me, I want to see how the guys jail, number one. Number two, I want to see the pulse of the program. I right. want to see are the coaches really gelling together with the players and from a game planning standpoint, can we go into a season, especially early, looking at the first four games, can we come out of there with some success and confidence knowing like, hey, Auburn is back and we've done some things that people thought that they could not do right. and they're building off of it. Is that, you say first four games, do, do you really mean Penn State? I mean, that yeah. Penn State game is crucial, right? Penn, Penn State was crucial last year. And True. when I looked at that game, I felt like the Penn State game was that one game that if we could have won on the road, mm. let me remind everybody, I think the trajectory of the season would have been totally different. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying – I guess I am saying that it kind of changed everything because one thing I do know as a player, when you get a new coach in and you hear the consistency of, okay, we have to do this – we have to do it this way. Great practice. Great practice. Do this. Great practice. Now it's like, okay, coach telling us we're doing good, but we need to see the proof in the pudding as a player by going out, allowing it to be seen in public. And I didn't think that happened on a consistent basis. And you look at the breakdowns we had defensively last year, especially I think one of the worst games that I really wanted to throw up is Mississippi State. That was tough. 28 I, to three. That's, that's I tough. hate losing against Mississippi State. Yeah. Hate it. But, you know, but that that's what I'm looking forward to coming back to see. So you mentioned Penn State. Give us two other games. Do you think this team has circled on the schedule? I mean, Arkansas at home is a big one. A&M at home is a big one. The Mississippi schools on the road. Obviously those are huge. I, I think for me, you know, Number one, it's one of the teams you said is Arkansas. Okay. Uh, when you look at Arkansas at home, that's going to be a big game because I love the program where Arkansas has been able to build. And um, I think just as a – when you look at the program and you look at the amount of players that they have, I like the style of play that they bring. Okay. And so this, for me, will give Auburn a chance to really measure where they are and see whether or not can they say we are still that program in the SEC West that regardless of who you are and what additions you may pick up in the portal, Auburn is still Auburn. Right, right. Thank you for your time, and congrats on the new gig, man. Thank you. Great stuff. Great stuff from Takeo Spikes. We will jump into our conversation with Chris Marler in just a moment. But today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. You can check out all of the different flavors that they have going on at Built.com. You've heard me talk about all of these flavors. They're all delicious. They're all covered 100% in chocolate, low in calories, high in protein. Somehow they're good for you and they taste great. So be sure to check all that out. They've got flavors for everyone. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Chris Marler with Saturday Down South and your podcast. (laughs) 
tough start. Yeah. Uh, college football uncensored podcast. Um, you got the center down south part. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. No, when you were walking up, I was mentally preparing like, all right, center down south. And then, um, had to, had to put that in there though. Great stuff. I've listened to it. I promise. Oh, I just, I'm not on that podcast. But yes. Thank you. That's awkward. That's awkward. I'm that's on the awkward. Uncensored podcast. No, that's what I'm talking about. That's okay. what I'm talking about. No, I, I think y'all do a great job there, but, um, a lot of different opinions about this Auburn Tigers team. Yeah. Where um, where are you with it? So I like Harson a lot. I, I feel like when you look at like some of the how some of the games in his last season, he made some pretty obvious mistakes. I was very surprised that y'all hired him. Because if you're gonna hire somebody, it's in Boise. Like if I'm gonna get barbecue, I'm not gonna go to Brooklyn. Right? So if I want like somebody that understands how to recruit in the South and coach these kind of athletes and, and have like inroads with these kind of players and, and, and like connect with them. I'm not going to go to Boise, Idaho, right. or any of the Montana, or any of the Dakotas, because we don't need two Dakotas. By the way, it's a whole other thing. Okay. Um, you call cool two Virginias, two Carolinas? That's different. Those are direct. Well, those are directional too. I just feel like the epitome of American greed is that we have two Dakotas. No one's going to a Dakota. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, outside of the Dakotas, I feel like Harson. You lose that game against South Carolina. You play that again, he probably hands off the tank. If Tank stays in bounds against Bama, they get a win. They blew a Falcons lead against Mississippi State. All, all right. those kind of things were horrible losses, but I don't see them, you know, I don't see those things happening again. And all the stuff about trying to get him fired. I, if you're, again, if you're going to hire somebody and you're going to be in, you know, this whole like circle of trust with the good old boys, yep. they just want to like get in the way. Jimmy Rain's probably great at selling lumber. Actually, I know he is. He's really good at it. He's made a lot of money. Yeah. So, but maybe we let Brian Harson coach football. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think so. And that's kind of been some of the, the, the talking points is off season of like, yeah, it's great that you give a lot of money to, you know, Auburn teams and right. all that. But like, it just seems like there's strings attached to it. And, well, and there are, I mean, that's how it's like, it's been for such a long time. I didn't realize the extent of it until talking to people close to the program. Is that not everywhere or is that not like that? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just boosters, but when right. you have boosters that are, so here's what I've always said. And like, this is not. I'm trying to get like conspiracy stuff, but you think about Gene Chiswick was five and 19 as a head coach, right? At, at Iowa State, and sure. he comes in, becomes the head coach, and it worked out. He won a national championship, went 14 and 0, he gets Cam. Yep, all of that worked out. It's very odd to see some of these hirings that they've had. But what's crazy about Auburn in general, and people don't like really know this because I remember when Harson was on the hot seat after year one, I was like, that would be insane if they got fired after year one. He would have been the 10th coach all-time in program history that y'all fired for one year. Yeah, I mean, Auburn coaches stay for a minute. I mean, I mean it, it's been pretty, it's been pretty, and Chiswick, I mean, is, is wasn't here that long. Right. But then you, you had Gus for so long, and mm -hmm. I think that's why he had the success that he did on the recruiting front, because sustainability, I mean, yeah. that's just such a big part of it. And that's what a lot of Auburn fans are concerned about. Mm -hmm. If things don't go well this year, and they do move on to Harson, from Harson, which I don't think they're going to, by the way. But right. if that happens, th this season could very well turn poorly. I don't think it's going to, but it could. No. I mean, I think you get that. You start out 2-3-0, and and you get Penn State at home, which I think it's, that's a winnable game. Everybody that I talked to this week is like, oh, yeah, Auburn's going to beat Penn State. I'm yeah. like, wow, we're really confident about this. I mean, get James Franklin. <laughs> I just, I really do think that Harson is a good coach. I, I really do. Yeah. And you think about, like, going from – you talk about the recruiting, right, and the sustainability and stuff like that. Right. I just – I don't think – when you like Auburn's just a weird dynamic to look at because every coach since Shug Jordan has won at least the division title within the first three years. And, and almost I think five of the last six or seven have won 
a conference or played for a national title by year two. Pat Dye's the only one that wasn't. He was year three. Think about that. That's well, Terry Bowden didn't, but he was eleven and zero in year one. Right. So it's like the expectations aren't almost like that crazy because of the history of it. I just think you got to you got to get out of his way. You can't be going into his offices and like you know what are you demanding if he's going to the Birmingham Bowl? Like what are we trying? We've got a game plan for Houston, mm-hmm. Jimmy. I mean, no, probably not. Like right. So, right. but it, that trend is interesting though because it's almost become a little bit of an expectation of like. Okay, well, second year, you know, right. it, just, it just works out. Yeah, it just works out. Every time Auburn hires a new coach, they and go to a national weeds, championship man. or whatever. But that's not that's not how it works. Right. And obviously, Brian Harson's coming into his tenure at Auburn mm-hmm. when the SEC is like the best conference in the history of college football. Right. So, like, it's totally different than when Gus got here in 2013. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, it's tough. I think he's a really good football coach. Mm-hmm. But the recruiting, man, like Dad. just the, the lack of recruiting, like what do you what do you do? Well, and the, and the thing that would the only thing that concerns me because the recruiting again, like I think there's there's such a we do a bad job as like fans. I think, you know, universities do it now, too. And, and partially because of Saban and all the success he had for so long. Sure. But like the the expectations have gone so far away from reality and like what's actually reasonable. Right. So you're talking about like you're, you've had Georgia, LSU, and Bama, three of your biggest rivals, win a national championship. So I understand like the want to win. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're going to hire somebody and you get them from Boise, Idaho, that's going to take a minute to, to figure out how to recruit kids down here and relate to them. Totally. I mean, so the other part is... Well, he went out and got those SEC coordinators, right? Bobo, right. Mason, and... Which he didn't want to do. No, it, it doesn't seem like it anyway, especially in hindsight. Definitely not Bobo. I think he's got the dudes that he wanted all along now, mm-hmm. and so... We'll see if it works. And I think it's going to work on the field. Mm-hmm. But just the roster after this season, I think, is concerned. I mean, you're going to lose your whole offensive line. You're right. going to lose pretty much your whole defensive line. You're replacing all the receivers this year. Uh, you're going to lose Tank. You probably will bring your quarterback back unless, mm-hmm. you know, Calzada or Finley, whoever wins the job, just really, you know, kills it and goes to the NFL, which I think any Auburn fan would take. Right. But there's just a lot of questions about this roster going into next year. Right. And because – you know, his two recruiting classes, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of dudes behind him right now. Right. I think that's that's obviously a concern. And what, what sucks, too, is so you lose both coordinators, and it looks bad that Mason takes a pay cut. I don't think losing Bobo is a big deal. I, like, I'm with you. Bobo yeah. and Muschamp, we, at some point, we have to have term limits just in, in like, like Congress and also in the SEC. Like, I, I, I'm fine with that. It's crazy. Um, John Chavis, I mean, he was like the OG of Will Muschamp. But anyway. No, I think I think like losing them is tough. But then the thing with the coordinator they got from, um, like the young kid, this thirty-year-old, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. That was now. here for like two weeks. He's here for two weeks. Austin and, Davis from the Seahawks. That wasn't really necessarily. It looks it it reflects on him. It's his fault ultimately because he's the head coach that hired him. But when they brought him in, that was a bad fit where he didn't understand how to recruit. He he couldn't understand how to like read their plays in the system. Like when they were just going over film. So it was a yeah. very, I mean, that's a nightmare situation. Well, and that happened when all the, you know, the weird rumors were happening with Harson and all that. It's just like the time, like that just was not a good month for Auburn. No, no, it just, was fun for everyone else. It, it was just hit after hit after hit. Um, February was the best month I've ever had. So I'm like, sure. I loved that. But um, basketball yeah. was going and then you have like, I mean, you guys were great at, at gymnastics too. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot of gymnastics on the show, but uh, <laughs> Suni Lee's great. She's been on the show, friend of the program. But, nice. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's going to be super interesting. All right. So like we said, though, the SEC this year is loaded. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, especially the West. Yeah. Because, you know, Auburn's used to always being above the Mississippi schools in mm-hmm. Arkansas. And now those three teams are good now. 
Um, so like, is Auburn still above those three teams, or, or is there concern there? I feel like there's always going to be a rotation. And, and listen, here's the thing too about Auburn, like they will find a way. This I'm not I'm not. If you told me that Auburn was going to go six and six, or they were going to go ten and two, and those are the only two options, I would be much more inclined to say they were going ten and two. Just the way this program is built, and the way like what they've come back. Now you have a chip on your shoulder as well. And you got you got to think about this too. All the like the way all of that looked when you get into like the like you know the facts of what happened. You have these people that are not coaches; they're just boosters with a lot like deep pockets, like part of the program, right? Where you are throwing out rumors to see who the like the the leak is basically, and zero regard for how it's affecting like an entire man's family and this you know whole. It's a lot of families were impacted by that, right? Yeah. And not just the Auburn family, which right. is not a real thing, but yes. I'm oh, kidding. it's a real thing. I mean, but see, and that's the other thing too. Is like I, I always joke around with the Auburn fans with this because I'm a Bama fan. Is that like, I mean, you're a Bammer? <laughs> I don't know if I would have had you on if I had known that. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> I knew. That. I was about to say. Um, I, I say this like honestly is like a positive compliment. You guys are almost. Did you go too, to Bama? Of course not. I'm in the okay. 85. All right, so you're like you're like fitting in. I played. I played baseball. I couldn't play it at, at Bama. Got it. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't help my street cred. Um, the thing with Auburn is, is like. Like you guys are, I always say you're almost too stupid to insult because no matter, Bama fans will quit. No, listen, it's a positive. You've seen it's the office. You've seen the office. It's office. a positive, but it starts with you're too it's stupid. Like, to because insult. you guys are so blindly allegiant to like the university itself. And so, I mean, Bama fans, a lot of fans will just quit on a team right away. You guys, I mean, you're impossible to insult. I mean, you're impossible to like cut down. Like, and as somebody that lives in the world of Twitter for like my job, right? It's fun to see. It's a real place, by the way. It's a real place, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I just I really Dude, Auburn think, Twitter Spaces. I was in one last night. The Auburn memes one. And like, well, yeah, like one a.m. Yeah, I should not have been in there. We continue our conversation with Chris Marler of Saturday Down South in just a moment. But real quick, I wanted to tell you guys about the Locked On Auburn Discord. Um, a lot of drama, a lot of excitement, a lot of information constantly being shared in the Locked On Auburn Discord. All you have to do is go to the episode description down below, click the link. It's free to join. And I think you will find a lot of a uh, lot of good information and community there. One thing that was a positive from this offseason is Carson keeps his job because that was a complete witch hunt. And it was in and, and all the things they right. brought up. He's difficult and said stuff in the locker room that like and that's a locker room. So it's not supposed to get out. Um, I get all that. But like he was able to survive that. And then you kind of see this like turning of where the fan base is like we've had enough of what like the good old boys and these like you know, small circle of people are, are doing to control. And listen, if they were winning championships every year, let let the Knights of the Roundtable handle all that. But they're not. So it's like, I, I, it's a very weird, I feel like like the the overall fan base regained control this offseason. And, and Harson, I don't think Harson's on the hot seat. You don't think he's on the hot seat? I don't. I think that, I think what happened in January was so embarrassing that if they fired him again, and then where do you go after this? That is a good point. I mean, the buyout goes down a little bit. but Oh, you don't I, care about buyouts? Um, yeah, clearly. You're right on that. The whole um, – if, if the plan was to like for him to go 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four and to let him go, it looked significantly worse because it's like, yeah. why didn't you just let go of him in February? Like, right. you could have done that, and everybody would have been like, okay, all right, so, yeah, whatever. And 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four in this year with like this schedule and like what the talent you guys have in comparison. Because like you said, I, I think – I think you guys are better than Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to be very beat up. And you guys get them at home. Right. Right. Um, After a bye week. Of course. Um, so, you, I mean, you get that. You get 
I'm trying to get LSU at home, which is, you know, that's not always the, the most helpful thing. Uh, as of late, it has been historically, okay. yeah, but as of late, it's been good. Mississippi State on the road. I don't think that's like something. I, I just don't think we don't that, play well in Starkville, though. I call doors. it Sarganistan every now and then, and people get mad at me. What are your thoughts? That's on that? so good. Okay, that is so good. You can use that if you want. I might have to. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do think that you guys will. I don't know about like, how much like, of a veteran team you guys have or any of that kind of stuff. I know you guys have talent on defense. Yeah. But again, you, you talk about everyone talks about how good Bama was last year. They had the best player on offense, best player on defense. That team. Well, of was course, a you would shell. bring up Bama. No, no, I'm, in a comparison. I'm just but like kidding. that team was a shell. I think that's why people thought they were going to beat Georgia, which. They were never in the same atmosphere as they should have lost. To, they should have lost to y'all to Auburn, possibly Arkansas. Definitely should have lost to Florida. They definitely should have lost to LSU. I mean, that's an eight and four season, and you switch that around and talk about run the ball in fourth and one with the best running back in the conference in, in South Carolina. Maybe Bo Nix doesn't break whatever bone it was, and, and at home against. I mean, those things aren't going to repeat themselves. If they do, he will be fired. Yeah, right, because it's just the way it ended. Right. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. The Iron Bowl, obviously, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Penn State. And I know it's a little bit different, fourth and two um, from, like, the three-yard line, and you throw a fade. I it, I lost my mind for you guys on that. It hurt, man. That it, it really, really hurt because there was just so much optimism, and it's like you did the hard part. You got right. down there. Give it to the running back. and You know what? Or give it to the quarterback. Let him get outside and, and have like an option. But don't ever, ever, ever give Bo Nix a touch pass to throw. Right. That was not his strength. Roll <sighs> them out or do something. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I, I, it, it's funny. I think that caused the first moment where Brian Harson realized he wasn't in Boise anymore. Because, mm-hmm. you know, after the game, he's asked about that call over and over and over right. again. And he kept... We got to watch tape. We got to watch tape. Right. We got to watch tape, which is a totally appropriate answer at that yeah. time. Tuesday on his presser, first question, he's asked about it. Right. And you saw his eye. It, it almost looked like he's like, oh, y'all are still, oh, right. we're still talking about this. This still matters. It's it, Tuesday. It, it, see, it, I think that was his moment of like, this is different. Right. This well, is different. And if you talk to people like Cole Kublik, who I, I, Cole knows football more than I will ever know football. And, and he's very obviously close to the program. But I remember him saying Palmer last Cooper. year, like, on like our, our podcast at the start of the year, before he ever coached a game at Auburn, he said, if there's a coach in the SEC that's the most similar to Saban, and I don't mean by winning and all that kind of stuff like titles, but in the way they approach their their job and yeah. they like go about their business, it's, it's Harson. Interesting. And I think that that's one of the, also the issues with, first off, he's the most attractive coach in the SEC. That's got to count for something. Those, he's pretty handsome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those, I don't like those sunglasses. He looks a little bit ridiculous there. Um, but the I'm guns okay. are always out. I'm okay with it. Yeah, the guy works out. Yeah. So, I mean, like, but you he may skip leg day, but that's fine. I mean, yeah, who doesn't? I haven't done legs since 84. Um, I'm okay. training for the Olympics. All you right. know what I mean? I get that. Um, I think Harson going into this year with like all of that, and again, a chip on his shoulder, because mm-hmm. now he's kind of got – if he didn't – I think the thing that gave me the most confidence that he's not on the hot seat is after all of this stuff that happened, when you, you're hearing all these rumors that he was like, you know, there was like violence or abuse like about the players and like the verbal abuse, and then also like there was like physical stuff. The first thing they did to – for team activity was give him a gun and go play paintball. So I think he's got a little bit more leniency than we think. Well, and the messaging for everything that Auburn did, every video they put out was him, whether right. it was like bro Harson on the sideline, watching his quarterbacks do a competition after practice right. with his hat backwards, or even like when they gave um, a scholarship to Sean Jackson or you mm-hmm. know, was the walk on running back. It's Harson like holding the phone, Right, you know, helping him out. Like, he was in everything, or he's all suited up like a marine going to play paintball. It, all the messaging shifted to being like Auburn, Auburn, Auburn to 
Parson is right. a really fun person. It's so a props, props to them. Do. They've nailed it for the most part. Well, I tell you one thing too about the the media in Alabama, and I watch this unfold from one state away. But yeah, guys like Joseph Goodman, and I'll just say, I mean, because this this isn't like calling something up. This is just what happens, right? Like he was never given a fair shot or any kind of like hospitality or welcome into that job. He is from day one. He was just absolutely ridiculed. He was constantly brought like. Did you follow Hatgate? That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, like, just don't take the hat. I, and, and it's that kind of stuff where it's like, I'm sure, because after a while that has to wear on you. It's like, he's just there to coach. I think he just wants to coach ball and, and hang out with his hot wife and go to Rascal Flats concerts or whatever they do in those Coles bedazzled jeans. All right. But I mean, I, yeah, like I, I don't. You got a favorite Rascal Flats song? I hate Rascal Flats so got much. It. The worst. Okay. Yeah, they ruined Life is a Highway for sure. You think so? Life is a Highway is the greatest Publix grocery store song in the history of, of the universe. What do you picture yourself taking off the shelf at Publix while that's playing? Um, I'm picturing cereal, a box of like Fruit Loops or something. What do you think? Fruit Loops? Yeah, you're not a Fruit Loops guy? I'm not in good shape, but I don't eat Fruit Loops. Um, Interesting. Probably just, so what I like to do is get some salsa. There's this avocado salsa. Um, and then take chips. I call it cereal salsa. So you weren't wrong. I just crunch up. I mean, honestly, I feel like something cereal sauce. It's you not, put the chips in the sauce and eat it with a spoon. Yeah, it's good. You just dump it in a bowl. It's, I mean, you think about the end of the bag and you're, you're already down. There, you just crunch them all up. Okay. I mean, it's, it looks terrible to anyone that watches you do it. That's okay. probably why I lost my ex. Do you like sprinkle any cheese in there or anything? No, no, no. That's bad for you. So I don't do that. Yeah. I see. Got it. What I like to do is have that with a, um, a skillet full of like mixed vegetables and then a whole bottle of soy sauce, which I didn't know apparently makes you bloat. Uh, yeah, it does yes. for sure. Then tough right. year for me, health wise. How, how can people uh, tune into your podcast and uh, check out everything going on? Well, first of all, you have to remember the name of the podcast, right? Which we had a tough time doing at the start, mm -hmm. um, but it's SEC Uncensored. No, <laughs> not so. It's college football uncensored. SEC um, uncensored. It's, nope, it's college football. College uncensored. football uncensored. And it's uh, it's me and my buddy Tyler Huck, um, and it's a lot of fun. If you we're uh, we're not big J journalists, um, we. You know, love college football. We grew up in the South. Uh, he actually went to his favorite school. Where, where, what is his favorite school? Florida State, which is kind of tough. Um, that's okay. That's yeah. fine. I don't hate Florida State as much as most Auburn people do. Why do y'all hate Florida State? Just because the 80s? Is that a joke? No, y'all played them all the time. Is that a, your joke? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was my favorite thing that happened that year. So, yeah. Sure. Right. That's, you know, honestly, that was tough to see you guys not catch a break that season. I know. So was not a lot of things went our way that year. No, we're not going to get into that. But so... <laughs> Um, no, College Ball Uncensored, and then on, uh, you know, we have all the social media and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm Vern Funquist on um, Twitter and Instagram, and, uh, and in my journal as well. So, another fun show live from Radio Row here at uh, SEC Media Days. Tomorrow, we will recap everything that happened on the final day of SEC Media Days. And uh, of course, we'll recap everything that happened with the Auburn Tigers, of course, Brian Harson. Tank Bigsby, John Samuel Shanker, and Derek Hall. Looking forward to hopefully grabbing a few of those guys in chit-chatting with them. I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's show as well. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Zach Blackerby. Nope, C Blackerby. Do this every day. On Twitter at C Blackerby. You also can read all of our written work at AuburnDaily.com. And of course, if you've made it this far into the show, hit that subscribe button if you're listening or watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. It would really help us um, spread the show. It'd be great. So we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.